What's up, world? Welcome to The Positive Truth. Uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing stupendous as always. You might say I'm feeling inspirational today because we have two inspirational stories to help make your weekend, inspire you, push you through, push you through whatever it takes to get through you through tough times. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Helps us out so much. Subscribe to our Patreon where you get a bonus positive news episode every single week. And you can help us donate to our monthly and quarterly community drives. Tim, you really like your inspirational story. I have no idea what's coming, so let's hear it. All right, man, I'm going to talk about a, a woman by the name of Cooley. So she was born in the 1970s, and she was actually born in India. So in India, her mother, she was 15 years old when she actually gave birth to Cooley. And when she gave birth, since she wasn't a boy as a firstborn, her community basically was disappointed. You know what? Like, this isn't what you want. You shouldn't have had her. Um, but then as a couple years go by, her community started to notice not only was she not a boy, she was different. See, Cooley was born with cerebral palsy. And if you don't know what cerebral palsy is, it's a neurological condition that affects your speech or your movement, posture, coordinates, balance, etc. Um, so she grew up with cerebral palsy. Her community's telling her mother, you should have threw her in the river. You should have drowned her. You should have never had her. Nobody's going to want to marry her. She had to hear this growing up. She's only two years old when she first heard it for the first time, and it just continues going on. So as time goes on, she goes to school. And when she goes to school at the age of four years old, five years old, she's still not speaking clearly. Her cerebral palsy is affecting her speech. When she was at school, she went to school for kids with disabilities, so she felt at home. She felt protected. But outside of her school walls, she felt very alone. Um, people would make fun of her. They would ask her why is she like that. She remembers when she was nine years old, the girl said, why are you talk like this and why do you look like this? She didn't know what to do. But at the same time, she had it in her, hey, I want to do better. So in class, when her teacher would talk, though she couldn't talk back, she could write. So one day they were having a poetry lesson and it kind of inspired her to write down her own emotions so she began to write. And she just kept writing and writing and writing. Now she's going, growing up, still going to school. She's getting older and things became a little bit harder at school. She wasn't able to do everything everybody else was able to do. So she started failing classes because she wasn't able to communicate properly. She wasn't able to walk around like everybody else. So by the age of 16, she had to stop going to school. Now at 16, her mom was like, look, since you're finished with school, we're gonna try to find you a, a husband. So they try to arrange a marriage. But every time a family came in to try to meet this girl, Cooley was sitting up in her nice dress and, and the, on a couch in her living room and the families would come in and see her that she had cerebral palsy and they'd be like, what are you doing? Like, you expect my son to marry this? And again, this is affecting her. But while this is affecting her emotionally, she's still writing. <laughs> she's not telling a soul, but she's still writing. She's still communicating her emotions on this paper. It's therapeutic for her. As time goes on, she ends up getting a, a marriage arranged for her. And there's this man that she ended up falling in love with later on. At first, when she met him, she was like, yeah, he's not my type. I don't really care for him. But he was so accepting of her, not who she was on the outside, but who she truly was on the inside. She ended up falling in love with him. They ended up having kids. They ended up being married for 20 years, three children together. And now she's in her 40s. So we're going to fast forward to right about now, right? We're in the 2000 teens, right? Um, she is now community leader. She started a writing group in her community, right? And it all started because she ended up getting a full-time job whenever she was 21 years old. 
and working at this full-time job there was this publishing company inside there she never talked to him she just continued writing over these 20 years while she was being a wife being a mother and trying to take care of her home having cerebral palsy and after 20 years she grew up to uh grew the confidence to go talk to this publishing manager. We talked at work all the time, he was a nice guy, so I decided to let him see some of my stuff that I've been writing over the years. This man was blown away. He said, this is so powerful. I've never heard or seen anybody's perspective like this before. So he gave her some tips and inspired her to actually write about her story, just her story completely, so they could publish it. And that's exactly what they did. She ended up starting a group in her community where she's inspiring other people from her background, people that had to fl flee India to go to the UK in the 1970s because of all the racism. She ended up starting a community group for the women there and it's so private that nobody knows their names but she's inspiring them to write their own story. And the reason why I think this story is so positive, this woman in the 1970s growing up in a time where people didn't accept her not just because she was a woman but because of her disability, cerebral palsy, and she didn't let that stop her. From two years old all the way to 42 years old, how old she is now, she's a wife, she's a mother, She's a full-time employee, and she's an inspiration to her community with a disability. I just think it's amazing because we get tired. We need coffee, and we act like we can't do anything. But Cooley, a woman from a different country, is inspiring women in a completely different country just by being herself and expressing herself through paper. Wow, Tim. That was really good. Definitely a good one for me, man. So now she's a published author, right? She's a published author, man. She is, man. Um, I didn't want to butcher her last name, but her name is Cooley Coley. Yeah, and great name. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't do nothing about that, so I didn't want to say it at the beginning. So, essentially, she went from being not wanted, not smart enough, not good enough, to not only being a community leader but a published author, that's raising a family, and just crushing it in life. Exactly. She's now an inspiration to people everywhere. The cool thing is, man, when I saw this article, it said they wanted to drown me when I was born. I was like, what? Obviously, this is going to be an inspirational story when you see an article that says that. But then as I read on, it's like wild to me how so many people gave up on her. And she felt so many times, but she never gave up. And she never gave up on herself. Not one time. That's what you should take away from that story. Do service. Before we get to my last inspirational story... We need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we have to overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. Encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guarantee to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for? Man, I'm grateful for you know stories that we're talking about today. I'm excited to hear yours, but I'm grateful for these stories because it reminds me of people in my life. And you know, I know somebody with cerebral palsy and he has the attitude of never giving up no matter how many times he fails. And it just reminds me of these people, of these local heroes that we do have. So I'm very, very thankful for them and I'm thankful for these stories. The true heroes are the people that dedicate their lives to helping others each day and the people that overcome so much and don't look for any sort of like gratification or like, not gratification, I guess, celebrity from it. Those are the people we should all strive to be. Do. Um, I'm grateful for books. <laughs> <laughs> I've been knocking them out. And I've been reviewing them and posting them online. Mostly for me so I can remember them better. But I have been knocking out books lately. That's impressive. Eh, a book a week's not that impressive. Man, I was reading so much at the beginning of this year. And then... <laughs> I was so excited. You got me motivated. But like, yeah, it's nice to like, I, I've just, I really enjoy the, I can go from reading this in paper 
to like reading it on a PDF on my computer to an audiobook in my ears. Just the access, like the availability is just amazing. So yeah, shout out to books. Facts. My inspirational story was actually sent in to us. It's a little bit old, it's like a month old, but it's about one of our first positive news stories we ever did in 2016. It was the first positive news story that we did that I still remember. Like it's the oldest one I remember. I'm seeing if you remember it, Tim. It was about the Raising Men Lawn Care Service. So it was a guy in North Carolina and he was like, I'm gonna mow lawns for people that have disabilities, the elderly and veterans, and I'm gonna mow them for free. Did so, he go around the whole country? Yes, yeah, so we started doing that. And then he started, if, if they had like kids, he would be like, hey, come mow, mow this lawn. Well, I'll pay for your lawn equipment and you can go do it and you can go build connections in the community. So he started doing that. He started going everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. He came to Oklahoma, I don't know, like nine months ago. And a kid named Lacey Harris, 10 year old, he saw the Raising Men Lawn Care Service on TV. It's a nationwide program, encourages kids to go out, all this other stuff. And he was like, man, that's a great idea. So we started doing it here in OKC. He started mowing it. He started sending it in. And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to mow as many yards as possible. So right, like oh, last month he was at 55, in the middle of July, just mowing all these lawns. And they sent him like a new lawn mower, new leaf grower, new grass trimmer. And he kept going. And so now he's at like 150 in a month. Nice, man. <laughs> and he's like, well, I saw what they were doing and it was just such a good idea and I saw there weren't that many people doing it here in Oklahoma City so why couldn't it be me at 10 years old to have that mentality and it's, it's not for people that haven't been to Oklahoma City you're not missing too much but it's really hot in July and August yeah enough to what dude I had to pay somebody to cut my grass last week that's how hot it was for me you could, you're up early enough man it was too hot <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like for a lot of people, the elderly and disabilities for real, like you don't want them cutting grass right. at all. Right, you're talking about allergies too that are going on in Oklahoma, man, you're right. So I just think it's awesome that he was inspired by one person that started this and now it's become a nationwide movement where it's like we should help out the elderly, the veterans and people with disabilities just by mowing their lawns. And we should have kids doing it to build connections not only in their own community, but with people they never usually interact with. And just to build people and bring people together. Close that generational gap. And I mean, a listener sent this in to us. We're always going to talk about those. Facts. Facts. 10 out of 10 story, too. Absolutely. So yeah, that's my inspirational story for today. I'm loving it, man. That story was great. It's so awesome whenever kids get inspired by this older generation. Because we talk about, oh, they're so, like, maybe outside of the positive truth. We have conversations with friends. There's just, you know, such a difference between us. They don't understand us. That's why they're voting one way or we're voting another way, whatever the case may be. But then at the end of the day, when you see stories like this, it's kind of like, look, we, we can communicate. <laughs> we really do. Like, let's calm it down a little bit and let's focus on some positive a little bit. There's a poet named uh, Ali Freeman. We got a quote from JP. Let's get it. He said, tears all taste the same on your face. Everyone wants to love their families. Everyone wants to, like reach their goals, we're all more similar than we ever could be, like, we all have the same blood, we're all 99% the same. We shouldn't focus on those little small differences. Do service. 
Do you have a quote before you get out of here, Tim? I do. The best view comes after the hardest climb. That's the truth. Quotes by Tim. We appreciate everyone for listening. We're out. Stay positive.